Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. I am here with Naomi Lacaz. Is that the proper way to say it? How how badly yes. did I butcher it? <laughs> you almost got it. It's Noemi. Noemi. Noemi, yeah. It's the French version of Naomi, so it's a little tricky. Noemi. That's better. Yeah. yeah. It sounds Perfect. better. It definitely sounds better. Thanks. Uh, so you've worked literally like everywhere that I've, that I've wanted to work. And I, I, I feel like that I'm, it sounds like I'm just saying that, but really like all the places from the time that I left school from the, to now being like, uh, like a junior, you know, like regular designer, freelance designer in the creative space, like, uh, pentagram, mm-hmm. I love pentagram meet the creatives. It's orange because I thought that, uh, my podcast would be so good fresh out of school that pentagram yeah. would immediately hire me. They did not, <laughs> but I got oh. to interview like Michael Beirut and do all, do all that, uh, Rowan co studio who I mm-hmm. know, I don't even need to look it up. I know that they designed the uh, Young Guns. Yes, correct. That, that you won. Holla. Oh, uh, yeah. Hugo and Marie, <laughs> I'm not necessarily familiar, but I'm sure they're amazing. Partners mm-hmm. Partners in Spade, Bucket List, Apple. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if that's not on your bucket list, then you're flipping. <laughs> and then now at Google Creative Lab, which I just want to mm-hmm. say like, publicly, that is like the number one. That's like my mm-hmm. number one draft pick. Like, you know, like happiest to go home and tell my parents that I worked there would be Google creative lab. But I know cool. that it's kind of like a long way to get there, but you've worked at these amazing, amazing, awesome places. And I'm curious to know how you got there, but start from the beginning yeah. or whatever, yeah, cool. wherever you think is the best to kind of lead into <laughs> your story. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so I grew up in Melbourne in Australia. I guess I had a bit of an upbringing that may have influenced, um, me choosing design. My mom, He's a painter um, and my dad's really good at drawing and they're both very, very kind of creative people. They're both like characters and mum really always encouraged me to do anything to do with design. Whenever I like drew, drew little, um, like whenever I came home from school after art class or was doing any drawing, she would like always make a huge deal of it and put it on the fridge. So now he's super proud really? of me and he, and he actually yeah. showed me recently I yeah. was like, it was like a, after like a holiday, he showed me all, he saved all of my drawings, never told me about it. And I was like six beers in and he was like, come downstairs. And I was like, you saved this. And then it hit me in that moment. Like I am probably a designer because of like yeah. his encouragement because he was a land surveyor. So he had all the um, markers and all the different stuff. Wow. So, yeah. So oh I, God, I remember yeah. that encouragement being so like so pivotal, you know, definitely. I honestly think it's such a big, it's such a big part of, um, of, you know, a, a child, like, you know, when, when you're deciding what career to do, if your parents are, are down for it, then I think it just makes life so much easier. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, I think mom was over the moon when I was sort of starting to get interested in design. Um, and I kind of didn't really like pretty early on, didn't really um, have like an instant connection with it. But I guess by like around 15 or 16, everything was just kind of all of a sudden I was like, oh, actually I get this. I think I was just like really excited by the fact that I could kind of make things um, that were like visual and interesting. And I was exciting about you excited about using color and, um, type and, you know, magazines that I'd been really excited about. I I started to connect the dots. I was like, okay, that's graphic design. Right. And, 
actually I could make money from doing this, but I just really enjoyed as well. So I think right. I think those two things just all of a sudden clicked at some point. Right. Like and like you can ride it all the way out. You know, it's yeah. it's not just uh it's not just a hobby. It's uh it's yeah. like a religion kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, not, yeah. In, not in like the religious sense, but in the sense of like like you die before you did anything else. Like yeah, I, would, I think I, I, I don't know if I can explain it, but I just I, re, I just remember sitting in class and just being like really happy and having a lot of fun working and getting like very absorbed into the work, which is which has never changed. I, yeah. Whenever I get into my work, I'm like fully in the zone. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I paid attention to that. And um, and from about the age of 16, which is pretty early, I think I I'd kind of decided I wanted to be like a graphic designer. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and so that was, I think I was really lucky that I realized so early because I basically, from that moment on, planned planned my future essentially. Like I knew, I knew that I wanted to get into like the top university and I knew that I wanted to, you know, have an amazing portfolio graduating and I basically like just took the subjects that um, – that I was going to have fun in and that would get me there. Right. So, um, so anyway, that was high school. Um, went got into my top preference at uni, worked really, really hard. Yeah. So Swinburne, um, they offer this amazing year um, where you can actually work at a studio, like industry placement, they call it four out of five days a week. So in your third year, you actually get placed in a studio environment which was literally the best um, experience ever. It just like, it throws you into a real studio environment and you just have to learn the ropes um, on the spot. And um, at such a young age, I think that's really incredible that they, that, that they sounds offer. awesome. Yeah. That's, and that's then, what I didn't get. It. <laughs> right. I got like the opposite of that. I got like that. Yeah, this is some of the stuff. And you're yeah. probably going to fail a whole bunch when you leave school because we're only giving you a little bit. Yeah, well, I honestly but think But there were some I, really great experiences on there as well. I, 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 don't, I don't, like, trash education. I just think that, yeah. like, I was not thrown into the fire as much as I would have liked to have been. I got a great education, yeah, but I needed, I needed a little bit more, like, reality. Totally. It's a lot, when you're thrown into those that you really learn the most, I think. I think, yeah. you, I think I learned a lot more in, like, my first year out of uni than I did in, like, like you know, three or four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um... And then the, the final year, they actually, um, you know, they put, oh, there was a few different things. They put you into like these amazing, like intense group assignments where it kind of felt like you were at, at a studio. And they also had um, a program where you could, um, where you could study overseas. So I went to Mexico for six months while I was at uni as well, which was incredible. So wow. um, they were all the reasons I chose that. And yeah, I had an amazing time at uni. Um, it was really a bit of a dream. Um, and you know, all the friends I made there, I'm still, um, best friends with after I graduated, I pretty quickly graduated. I pretty quickly, um, looked for, you know, what I was going to do next and found kind of landed, um, landed what I thought at the time was my dream job. This tiny boutique graphic design studio called Studio Binocular was only, you know, sort of four or five people. Um, and um, I got really lucky there because the people were just so amazing and um, the work wasn't even, it wasn't like we were working on like huge clients or anything that was, you know, um, 
you know, on paper, super exciting. But the people that I was working with basically like helped turn any sort of dry project into something fun. Right. Um, it, there was like a lot of banter there and everything, you know, everything was, everyone had a really, really amazing sense of humor. And I think, um, That's I think so I learned important, a lot I like. there. So important. I think, you know, graphic design, we're not saving the world. Right. <laughs> um, and I think that was an amazing foundation for me because it really sort of taught me how to not be too precious about design and, um, and, you know, just kind of, it just set me, I think, set a nice tone um, for, you know, just, you know, being a genius designer, just making sure that, you know, all of that's in check. So, yeah, definitely. Um, so that was, that was really incredible. And I got an amazing, my creative director was just incredible. And she sort of, she really, um, I think she was a bit of a one-off. She like would sit down with me and really take the time to explain to me like exactly why like my layout wasn't working and would literally right. like sketch out, you know, something that might be working better or um, right. it was yeah, I think I, I think it was a, a bit of a special a special place. Uh, I just went to Brooklyn College and spoke before a whole bunch of students. I didn't know how many it was going to be. It turned out to be like 120. It was freaking crazy. I say these things like you can go to Google and you can talk to these people. Then they're very normal. Like I mm. say, I say to them, they're like, I want to work at Google. I'm like, do you reach out to people who work at Google? And they're like, no. It's like, well, I don't have anything to show for it. It's like, then speak your truth and tell them that you don't have anything to show for it. And don't be transactional because they want to be like, the thing is they want to be transactional about it. Like you probably get it all the time, right? Like you talk to a young designer, like you work at Google. They're like, you do? Yeah. And they think that like, that's how, how it works. But again, back to that thing we were speaking about before the podcast about, you know, like that long-term mentorship, they don't realize it takes a Mm. while. Yeah. My big thing I'm championing is just like have conversations, but why do, why are people so like, it was almost like unanimously. They were all like that. They were all like, I don't find myself worthy to reach out and talk to these people. And I'm realizing that I think I might have like a screw loose compared to most people <laughs> because like, I think, I think nothing of it. I just wing it. And I just, Amazing. that's kind of foreign. So how do you yeah. overcome that? And then from somebody who was in that position, you've worked at Apple, you've worked at Google, all these different places. You yeah. should, you're technically one of those people that young creatives shouldn't be talking to talk some sense into the, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like I want to yeah. show them that's good. It's everything's fine. I, people mean, are nice I, think people. That, I think that like when it comes to reaching out to people that you admire, um, I think you've just, I think you've just got to really realize that these guys are just, they're really just people as well. And they all started at the same place or not the same place, but like they all started at the bottom. Right. Everyone has to start there. Right. And so, you know, they would have probably had to do the exact same things that you, that you're doing. So, um, I think, I think, um, yeah, just keeping in mind that like, yeah, they're just humans and they've, they've worked super, super hard to get to where they've gotten to as well. Like, right. um, there isn't, I think as well, it kind of realizing that there really isn't like a secret. Yeah. <laughs> there really isn't like, like reaching out um and asking kind of or like even you know I think young people kind of assume sometimes that these people have kind of gotten to where they've gotten to because they've done like x y and z right but often it's just that they've worked super hard right (laughs) they've been at the right place in the right time and there's there's a million different tiny little factors for the reason they've gotten to where they've gotten to yeah um so I think that 
I think that it's kind of, it's twofold. It's, it's like not being too afraid to just, to speak to, it's just another human, but also like kind of realizing that, um, you know, um, your, your best mentors might actually be the people that you work with. I mean, hopefully right. some of them. They might be right under your um, nose. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Here we go. All right. So, uh, fun story. Before, before the podcast, I was uh, looking at your portfolio and uh, I found these kind of red and orangey kind of posters and I was like, where have I seen those before? And it was the AIGA, the Christmas party uh, yeah. with the gradients and the shapes and everything like that. And I was like, oh my God, those are the posters that I, uh, I got on, my, on the way out the door on my first ever AIGA event. But the reason why that's significant is uh, – I remember like when I, before I even started this podcast, I, uh, knew nobody in the AIGA. I didn't know anyone. Uh, yeah. Like literally no people, none. And yeah. which is so, which is such a trip now to like, look at my podcast and think like <laughs> two years ago, I literally fucking no one like talk about networking. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but like, so my teacher told me to go to an AIGA event in the city. And I was like, okay, whatever. Maybe like Debbie Millman will be there or something. Cause I, that's how I, I knew about it. Cause I listened to the podcast, her podcast. And yeah. so I was like, okay, maybe she'll be there. So I went there. Long story short, I met her at, at that event. I, oh, and I also met my first friend ever. Fun fact was Tobias Van Schneider, which was like oh. so crazy. I know it was like, I went into the, the creative field with a bang. Tobias, Tobias. friend number yeah. one. I saw that beard yeah. and I was like, what's up, son? You seem like a cool <laughs> dude. Anyway, so when I so when I left, I um, we had just moved into my apartment, and I left, and they handed me those posters, and we had like a crappy little tree, and like like nothing going on in our apartment, and I hung up those posters in my apartment because I was like so happy. My wife was like, "What's with all the random orange posters, Bob?" Let's and she said she said that I could only put up one poster, and fun fact, it was no your. Way. Oh, wow. That is so, so rad, cool. dude. That's so cool. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so, okay. I love that story. I know. It was so, so weird. <laughs> I was just kind of like last minute, like lo looking over your portfolio and I was like, get the fuck out of here. It's so weird. Yeah, that's crazy. It seems like forever ago, but it's just funny to see how much you can do in that short amount of time. I remember like the notion of them like, uh, handing me a poster and I had never seen real Pantone colors before. Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. What, what color orange is this? What color? This yeah, is yeah. insane. It was, a, it was a very specific orange. I remember that. Yeah. It took us a while to choose. And it was on uh Mohawk paper, which I had yeah, never experienced nice, like, before. Paper. Yep. I get yep. chill. I get like, it's going to sound so weird. And it, to someone who's not a designer, but I get like chills. <laughs> Thinking about that moment of just like, print is not dead. Print is alive, son. <laughs> I was so happy. So yeah, yeah, that was cool. Thanks for being. You were one of the one of my first encounters. Was Aww. a was a That's no awesome. noemi noemi. <laughs> yes, noemi, perfect, spot on. Oh, like no whammy bar. I got you. What's mm -hmm. if you're a designer leaving school right now, and you're mm -hmm. a hungry, motivated designer with a skill set? What are you focusing on? Like if you can go back in time um, knowing what you now know. <laughs> so, uh, 
In terms of like um, if you're looking, I think like it depends if you're looking for somewhere to like you're trying to figure out where you should go or if you're already somewhere. Right. So if you're looking for somewhere, I think you should um, I think you should try to figure out like if you, you, you're not sure where you should go, try to figure out like where what's the work that you feel you have the most fun doing. So. Yeah, if you can pinpoint like what it is that you like, literally, it sounds so basic, but a lot of people spend a lot of time um, trying to figure this out. Like, what do you actually enjoy doing most, right? So, true. so basic, but so, so important. Um, trying to find a studio that kind of specializes in that or does that and then start like, you know, sussing out who works there, what sort of people, you know, as, find out basically as much on the internet as you possibly can about, about these places. Yeah. Um, you know, start going to talks. If, if some of those places are, you know, doing talks or start talking to friends and people and right. try to work out as much as you can, I think about a studio um, before you get to the interview stage as you can to, you know, yeah. to really save yourself some time um and also it just means that you come prepped for the interview yeah um, as well so in terms of like trying to find um you know your first great position I think um I think that that would be my answer for that but then in terms of like if you're already at a place yeah. The best advice I can give, like usually out of college, you're an intern, and whatever I have um, interns that I'm kind of giving advice to, I always say like, make yourself like always find things to do, and make yourself kind of um, like make it really clear to whoever you're working with that you're doing something that's helping helping the office helping the studio right so make sure that you're like being seen make sure that you're like constantly if if you have any free time fill that free time with something that you think is going to be helpful yeah and make sure that someone sees that right um uh that would be my first piece of advice and then also i think just um be super like wide-eyed and make sure like you kind of like observe as much as you can i think some of the some of the biggest lessons I've learned over the years have been like purely from observing people um, and like like watching people present or like watching other people make mistakes that I know I don't want to make. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You can ask as many questions as you want and you right. should as an intern. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's exactly. the time to be, that's the time to be like asking questions. Try to not be like bugging people and like being the most annoying person in the office. But right. that's the time um, to be just to be, yeah. Like soaking in as much, so, soaking in as much as you can, because you can get away with it. Yeah. I um, think also too, like to be fiercely independent as well. Yeah. So I think that you yeah. need to ask, you need to ask a lot of questions, but I think that you, the way you can really start to earn trust and respect from your, I found this in my experience and it may be different for others, but I found that like I was able to provide a lot more actual value when I kind of like took it upon myself to be independent and figured it out and not like, I feel like a lot of times people feel like because they're in school and they've always been asking questions in school, they think that it's like that when you're in the real world that you should also be super inquisitive and always ask questions. But the real world yeah. respects that, but they really respect when like you can 
like head things up and handle things. Take, so if you can do that, initiative. do that first. Yeah. Like yeah. do that first. And then if you can't do that, be like, I did all this research. I figured this stuff out, but I can't get this one thing rather than Sounds- kind of just like relying on someone. It's a very, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah I think, um, I think that's a huge one. That. Like <laughs> taking it, taking initiatives, I think is actually, um, one of the biggest things that, you know, I look for in like whenever I'm working with interns, like if you know we're looking to hire, for example, like someone who really um, can take the initiative and also like has been given a brief and has pushed the work further than we asked it to go. For example, yeah. like has presented has presented something that we weren't expecting. Yeah, um, I love you know. doing that. That's my favorite thing in the world when you do that. Yeah. And, and you bring. I did it today. I came to the board and I had more than I needed to, and I got the eyebrow raised and he's like. Nice. With, the, with the bottom <laughs> lip out that's like yeah. that's what i live yeah. for and i i, yeah. I am chasing that down now so it's good it's but yeah. it takes a while to get to a place where you're like oh i'm rewarded if i if i if i do it without <laughs> being asked and then they don't have to yeah. bother me and we don't have to have this weird like yeah. clunky correspondence of like what are we doing today and yeah it's like hey i fucking did that thing i figured you probably wanted to do it yeah <laughs> cool. totally and when I see something like your work, like for example, like with Billy, I see mm-hmm. that. And I literally like, you know, I talk about it with my friends. I say, like, this is the kind of stuff that I want to do. Like I want to have something that I can like put my name on something that I could be like, I ship that out into the world. And like, it worked. And when yeah. you're just coming up and you don't have that, it's weird. It's like a, it's like a fleeting dream. How do yeah. you make that go from being a dream to being an actual thing? Or is it just like, luck i think honestly it's 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 a lot of little things but like it comes down just so much to like experience um like time on the clock kind of thing like time working yeah i think so like and also um making sure that you're getting i guess like a broad range of clients um under your belt in terms of like types of clients so that you can see for yourself, what the difference is between sort of corporate and, you know, less, less corporate work. Right. Um, if you're only working projects, then you're never really going to understand what not, you know, a not so corporate project needs. Right. Um, you know, for me, I actually started way back in Melbourne at a studio that was doing, you know, some of it was like pretty corporate work. Um, and then I went to Pentagram where it was like, uh, you know, very corporate inside. My, right. my first job, Pentagram, was like uh, working on helping uh, Jonathan Carrera work on the branding for 21st Century Fox. Like oh, I love that one. Yeah. Corporate uh, <laughs> project. That's a good. That's a good logo, um, though. I, I see that flag every day when I when I uh, when I leave work. That's it's in the uh, 50th, 50th Street or whatever. That's your logo. Oh, cool. Right, yeah. right. Well, I think he designed it. I was like rolling out like the style guide for it or something in like my first week. And then after that, going to, I think going to Rowan Co. super helpful for me because it was a completely different, um, uh, different client base. It was, you know, fashion and lifestyle clients that were mainly boutique. Um, we, you know, we didn't work with any sort of fortune, fortune 500 companies. And it was very much about kind of understanding the nuances of, um, you know, the fashion world and, um, and it was a completely different, um, a completely different skill set that I needed to sort of tap into and understand. And I think being thrown into that was, 
was brilliant because it, it, it really forced me to sort of start to, to look at those nuances. And, and, um, and I think, again, it, it really, it really just boils down to like the experiences that you, that you put yourself into. And like compounds, um, right? Like come like, yeah. they like stack on top of each other. But also, yeah, it, totally. I mean, working on those projects, I mean, changing studios also meant that I was changing the, changing up the types of people that I was working with. So, um, you know, I was all of a sudden at Ron Carl's working with people who were, um, you know, introducing me to, you know, new sort of cultural influences that I'd never heard of. Right. And all of those little things, I think, just start to kind of become like an education. I, I originally, I think because my parents are kind of like old school in this way, like, they kind of had this notion like I had to get a full-time job and I had it in my head as many young people do. So I sympathize with them. I get it. I was right there with them. Like I do, I have to make them proud. <laughs> this is what they did. I went yeah. to college. Now I got to work at Pentagram. How do I get a job at Pentagram? It's very narrow, like right. irrational, mm -hmm. just like yeah, totally naive notion of what the world at large was. And yeah. now I'm realizing that I'm like, I'm, freelancing and I don't always stay that long, but that's okay. Yeah, but it's okay. Totally. Though. And, and to be more present in those moments and not to take, you know, like it's not working out, they're not extending the contract. Like, mm. okay, no. this is going to be wonderful. I'm going to schedule a week where I work in my portfolio and go for exactly. long, long, yeah. beautiful bike rides. And I'm going to play. Yep. And when mm -hmm. I come home, I'm going to put on some Joni Mitchell and some stuff oh, yeah. and put on some stuff that I don't even listen to. Cause I'm just keeping a trill over here. Okay. Yeah, I'm chilling and I'm yeah. independent and I'm not working for the man. <laughs> like own that shit. It's so weird. It's so, it's so weird. It's like, as long as you're not like, you know, as long as you're not like freelancing, going to places and randomly telling people to go fuck themselves, like you're gonna be, you're gonna be fine. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I've made some Yay. pretty big mistakes in my professional career. None of them were like, you know, there's no. Definitely. Even if you tried to like trash someone, even if I was, if I was like, yo, like, if, even if I went online and like wrote like a big medium article about you, no one would care. And then like someone be like, hey, like fuck you, bro, like you're a loser. I don't know what everyone's like so scared for. Just like freelance. Go from play like it's. We have to get used to this. I'm realizing. Yeah. I, I talked about it with with my wife. Even we have to get used to it. It's just the way that things are now. It's like these long term positions. Unless you're someone like you, who's like you know, like invaluable. Not like not like invaluable. And like everyone could be like companies grow and change. But you know, there's a level. Yeah. At, there's a level at which you're gonna stick around for a while because you have a real skill set. But people like myself and people that are just entering, if we're yeah. being practical, I think that they should you know, be okay with the fact that you're not always going to be at a studio for six months or a year or like whatever. Yeah. I think, um, I think, you know, having, being young, <laughs> being as young as you are, I think is like such an amazing, um, you're at su such an amazing stage where you can make mistakes and, you know, having a sense of optimism, I think is so important because, you've got years ahead of you to like figure all this out. And I think it's important to realize that like the more mistakes you make at the start, like the more you're actually going to learn and the more kind of filtering down to like what you actually want to do at the end, you might actually be doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, no, it's true. 
And so I would, I would just be, I think, I think, yeah, like, I think it's just really important to, to not get too precious when you're just starting out about anything and, and just like really try to tap into like what it is that you enjoy and make sure that you're working with like people that you're, that you're excited about working with and that you can learn from. Like, that's so important. I think my first ever, that one that I kept talking about, my first ever job back in Melbourne, it felt everything. I was just so myself at work. And I think getting to that place where it's just like effortless, you're not putting on like a mask or you're not like having to like get nervous about anything. I mean, it's such a rarity. I think I got really lucky, as I said, but trying to find those places where you feel relaxed and where you can just like work at a hundred percent because you're literally just yourself there. That's like gold. If you ever find that, like, I think, you know, I, I stayed at that studio for three and a half years because I was so happy. I've asked this before, and this is, I kind of think of this now as kind of just like a trivial kind of stupid question because it's like, it's so like, you know, it sounds like a question they'd be like some like morning DJ would ask like, so did you get your, what did you like to get your dream job? But like, <laughs> that's pretty good, by the way. <laughs> I did not, I did not practice that. Uh, do you ever get to a place in your career where, you feel as if you've like made it because in my head right now, I think about places like Google creative lab or like, you know, uh, fa- you know, working at Facebook or Apple, a place yeah. like that. It seems like it would be such a, a validation. Mm. And, and, a, and it's like, well, you've made it to this certain point. So like you've made it, but, but I've, but does it feel like that though? Not about the companies themselves, but in your own mind, when you get there, did you ever envision um, it happening? And when it did happen, were you like, holy fuck, how did that actually happen? You know? Definitely. I think um, there is some validation, but I think it is like a small amount of validation because I think that no matter where I've gone to, I've always arrived and been like, I've somehow turned up here and I have like that total imposter syndrome um thing that everyone talks about no matter where I go and so the validation is like a questionable validation it's like um (laughs) I feel like I still kind of lucked out somehow um nah you're crazy you're crazy you're like really I think there's a lot of people who who probably feel that way and maybe and maybe kind of kind of should feel that way but the stuff that I've seen of your work it's like it it makes like it makes perfect sense okay 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 so another thing that I've been thinking about and I want to get your take on is just yeah. the notion, just point, like plain and simple, mm. that like you're in control. Oh, I so much and, believe. And <laughs> like, I've been studying for the past year with like people like Cy Wakeman and Claude Silver, and been really into the, the 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 science behind the ego, and about how the ego manifests itself in two ways: the imposter syndrome, like we talked about, and then also yeah. to like I'm the greatest, fuck them, like they don't, you know, whatever. Da da da. And I've been realizing that once you get a handle on that kind of inner monologue and like the, the only way that you could actually act on that is to realize that like everything that happens in your life is like because of you in the professional sense, like, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. variables happen and things come along, Yeah. but, but just to have it again, like initiative to have it within to have mm-hmm. to send the application to Google, yeah. to send the application yeah. to Facebook, and to make that judgment call. But yeah. how do you know when, like, 
what's you wanting to be in control and what's just like, you know, you getting ahead of yourself. Cause you made a lot of big moves in your career, but did you ever have it where you seem like it was like, it was like too early. Cause I feel like I'm very in control right now, but I also feel like I keep getting put in my place. I'm like, am I in control or am I not in control? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's trying to balance that sense of like optimism with realism, you know, yeah. like, trying to like really just try to like take a moment and just like focus on okay like what's like the reality of the situation here but then look at like okay well optimistically like what could this situation logically become if i put if i do x y and z right and you know very practically like you know if you if you can figure that out and figure out how much work needs to be done and find the like you right. know, whatever it is in you that to do that, like, yeah, you're kind of, you're kind of set like on a lot of levels. Cause a lot yeah. of people can't do that. So. I think it's also just like having the discipline to actually do it because it's weird. Yeah. My thing has always been like, I have like the gift of gab and I can talk and I can with my yeah. words and with the things that I say, I, I thought that I could like communicate my passion for doing what I love. And yeah. that would translate into like working at a place like Google creative lab, for example, and then talking to people like Heather and yourself and Francis and all these different people. I've realized that it's kind of like, like I know in my heart of hearts behind all the bullshit and all the vibrato, I know exactly what I would need to do to, to get a job working there. Mm -hmm. I am self-aware and I'm being realistic about it that I yeah. currently at this moment for what it would take to expedite that process. I don't have yeah. the discipline. So I kind of have to like gradually learn, right. it. but it's all on yeah. the fucking internet. That's that shit fucks with me <laughs> on a regular basis. It really does. Cause it's, it's all on the internet. It's all out there. Like all the classes about UX and UI and, you know, mm. and mm. graphic design and indes like the, it's all out there. You just have to have the mm. discipline to do it. Well, I think, I think that comes back to figuring out, like, I think discipline, yes, but you're going to need less discipline. You're just going to want to do it if you can find what it is that you most enjoy doing. Yes, um, exactly. You know, like, if you can pinpoint that thing, it's actually not going to require that much discipline to do it because you're actually just going to be enjoying doing yeah. it. The nice thing about being, is about having, you know, being excited about so many different things is that you keep your options open. You know, you're not, you're not like funneling down to this one thing that you're going to be kind of like, it's going to be difficult to move out of. Yeah. If you can, it's if like you can, board. you know, Super yeah. I mean, often what happens is you get to your thirties and you realize that you, you're not quite sure if what you've chosen is like the, the best thing for you or, or you get bored and you want to move on to the next thing. So making, you know, setting fear. yourself up so that you've got like a broad skill set in a range of things isn't, isn't necessarily like the worst idea in the world either. I think it's just like making sure that every step along the way, you're like really trying to tap into like, did I have a good day today? What was I work? Like, yes. Okay, cool. What was I working on? Yeah. Or did I have a terrible day today? And I was like real struggle. And I just like, can never see myself enjoying that. Like yeah. what was that? Shout out to Jonathan Carrera. Oh, yeah. Thank you for introducing us, Jonathan. This has been really, uh, we're, be yeah. we're best friends now. He's so lovely. Shout out Jimmy Fallon. Shout out <laughs> Lucas Sharp. By the way, Meet the Creatives is Sharp Sands. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, there you because, go. Uh, before, I even know, uh, before I even knew my, my two homies that worked on it, 
Yeah, nice. So the night that we met, did you did, had yeah. you heard the podcast first, or you had Jonathan just said that that's wrong? No, I had already listened to like a bunch of episodes, and I have no idea how I found them. Honestly, <laughs> the internet. Um, oh but I yeah, I'd already listened to like. Yeah, like a handful of podcasts. I knew exactly who you were when you were introduced to me. So that's so weird. Yeah, totally famous. I know. <laughs> it was it was weird. It, it's weird now because um, like that made sense and and it felt really good because like John like Jonathan was like this is my, this is my friend and then I was and and then when you walked away like, like she's fucking like she's doing some like really big things blah, blah, blah. and I was like wow that's so cool like to have somebody who's like really legit but we run the exact same circles. What's been really yeah. freaking me out is to be like at Brooklyn college to mm. a totally new audience. And then like, you know, I meet a whole bunch of people and like, they had like a thing where the people stayed after and they wanted to talk to me, which oh, I thought cool. in and of itself was like super crazy. Everyone thinks I'm conceited as fuck. I'm very confused about all of this and it's happening way too fast. I'm very scared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, that means you're doing something very important. That's like legitimately impacting people's lives. Where can people find you online? This has been a really great, thank you for your time. Of course. Um, online, um, my website, noemilacoz.com forward slash hello. Um, Instagram, noemi underscore lacoz, I think. Yes. Um, that's about it. All right. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks for checking out this episode of Meet the Creatives. If you enjoyed it, uh, make sure you add me on Instagram, Meet the Creatives NY, and let me know your thoughts. And make sure you subscribe on iTunes. All right. Have a wonderful day. Peace.